Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Katafamo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We are back. Two episodes this week. Who knew that it could actually happen? And I want to thank you for coming on and being a part of this momentous occasion because I never record two episodes a week, at least not now, at least that I've been the host of this show. But uh, I'm happy to have everyone back. We have welcome back Jim Eisenacher, formerly of ESPN Palm Springs. Jim, welcome back to the show. This is your third time. You are officially the most reoccurring guest on my show. Well, you know, I, I aim to raise the bar and uh, set records, and I, I didn't even need to bang on the trash can to do anything. No, you didn't, and we'll definitely talk about the team that likes to bang on trash cans to win games. Uh, as we all know, the Astros, well, actually, Jim, we'll start with this. As we all know, the Houston Astros, spring training and pitchers and catchers, uh, spring training hasn't officially started, but pitchers and catchers have reported, which means that all of the baseball players are getting ready for spring training, which starts at the end of this month. I cannot wait. I live in Arizona. I'm going to be going to a lot of spring training games this season. I'm super excited. Uh, unfortunately, I can't yell at the Astros because they play in Florida, and I'm not at all trying to ever visit Florida at under any circumstances unless it means that it, a paycheck is coming. I'm talking to you, Marlins, and Dolphins, and all those sports teams. I do play-by-play. Anyway, uh, so, Jim, the Astros had their quote-unquote press conference. What are your thoughts from that press conference? You know, I think that uh, Angels reliever Justin Anderson said it the best when he tweeted out, ha, 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 ha. Okay. Because the whole thing was a joke. I agree. I, I agree 100%. I, I don't understand how you have three months to prepare for this moment and somehow still under-deliver on a hollow apology. Yeah, this is definitely a master class in not answering questions in front of the press. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and it's it's quite honestly it adds it adds on to the further embarrassment. And they're they're trying them being the Astros yes. are trying to paint themselves as the victim in all this, and it's it's just not going to work. Yeah, it, it fascinates me that uh, their owner, their owner Jim Crane, comes on and says. Our opinion is that this didn't impact the game. And then seconds later, he said, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Uh, well, yeah, Jim, you did. You said that it, your opin- our opinion is that it didn't impact the game. It, of course it impacted the game. You had guys knowing what pitch was coming that impacts the game, that changes the score, that gives you more base runners, that gives you more runs on the scoreboard. Of course it impacts the game. Duh. Of, of course it does. Yeah, it, the whole thing, like, it was just a joke. It, it yeah. was not, it was meant to where they could just say, hey, we did this, now we can try to move on. But it's it's going to be a black cloud that hangs over not just the Astros, but the, the sport in general for a while. It couldn't, it, it was it was set up more perfectly for the Astros to go, look, this is what happened. Uh, we it was it was something that you know no one took responsibility to take a, an action against. It was stupid that it happened. We hate that it happened. We really hope that at some time down the line we can uh, erase this and move on from it. It's it you know it, it's it's so obvious they could have just admitted to it. There was reports that found out what they were doing. There were multiple witnesses that came out and said, this is what's going on, people inside and outside of the organization. There was video evidence. There, All of it pointed out and said, you did this. And they said, 
Yeah, not really. We didn't do it. We we didn't do it. It, it. I mean, we may have done it. We may not have done it. It didn't happen, but it did happen. It is a master class. Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, the the owner, uh, the general manager, AJ Hinch, Alex Cora, Carlos Beltran, every single person who was as part of a part of that organization in 2017 that has not blatantly come out and said. This happened. It's stupid that it happened. I'm sorry I was a part of it. I wish I could go back and do it over again. All those other people who, oh, the oh, you know the commissioner did a report and we're waiting for his report. The commissioner came out with his response. and No, 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 no. That, and I don't usually curse on the show, but that is absolute bullshit. Because we all know that it was very, very obvious what was going on inside of that organization at the time. You know, even before this, with Dan, was it Danny Farquaad, the reliever for the White Sox, was going, "Hey, man, I think they're banging on some trash cans while they're throwing my pitch while I'm throwing pitches. We need to start changing these signs up." Even from that point on, and then when it actually came out, Mike Fires came out and said, "Yeah, we cheated in 2017," and then all the other crap came out. None of them came forward and jumped ahead of this and said, "This is what happened. Here's, you know, we know that this is what's been going on." Yada yada yada. And then you had that. BS, that absolute garbage uh, um, uh, penalties handed out to the Houston Astros. Oh, they lose a couple draft picks, and they lose some money, you know, $5 million. Uh, then, you know, okay, we'll get rid of our own, our manager. We'll get rid of our head coach. No, 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 no. Players should have been suspended. Pete Rose is barred from baseball because he cheated, or he, he bet on some games as a manager. Shoeless Joe Jackson was a part of the 1918, I believe it was 1918, Chicago White Sox, who cheated in the World Series. Shoeless Joe Jackson will never get into the Hall of Fame. That should be the same penalty for the Houston Astros. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Justin Verlander, Dallas Keuchel, all these guys who were borderline Hall of Famers before all this came out should not deserve to be into the Hall of Fame. You should treat this with the same intensity you treated the steroid scandal. This ruins the game. There is already low fan attendance. There is already low uh, uh, television, people watching it on television. There's low, it's just low, low, low for the MLB. And something like this comes out. And instead of jumping on front of it, the the commissioner of baseball, is it Rob Manfred? It's Rob. It might as well be at this point. Whatever. Rob, Ron Manfred, whoever, the commissioner of baseball came out and did a quote-unquote investigation and said, yeah, well, we found some evidence. It's not super set, so we're just going to do some suspensions and stuff. No, no. You should have came out with hard evidence. If you found evidence that they cheated, that title should have been stripped. It should have been no winner for the 2017 World Series. I don't want to see the Dodgers get handed the title or get the Yankees handed the ALC, whatever, whatever that crap is. I don't want to see that. Strip the 2017 World Series. Those players should have been suspended for life. The Houston Astros should be dealing with a huge rebuild right now. But Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in MLB history. He is horrible, and he needs to go. Man, uh, you're pretty fired up on that. A little bit. I, you know, as uh, it's just, it's you. You can't treat certain situations with particular you you can't excuse me you can't treat similar situations with particular penalties because of you know uh, what you think would be best if they cheated in the world series then they shouldn't have the title it's as simple as that if these guys cheated in a game they shouldn't be allowed to play baseball anymore they cheated there's 70 million other people who would love to be in Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman's shoes right now playing every day on a baseball diamond. But instead, and same thing with Carlos Correa, all of those guys, 
They all deserve the max penalty, which is barred from baseball, no longer welcome in the Hall of Fame. The 2017 World Championship should be stripped. That's how that should have gone down. They cheated. They cheated in the biggest game that every kid dreams of, that every minor league baseball player wants to be a part of, and instead they slapped them on the wrist and said, don't do it again. Hey, you don't, don't cheat anymore, World Series is. They should have received a max penalty, and it is absolute garbage and honestly makes me question if there's something underlying going on with the major league that caused such a weak penalty for the Houston Astros. But, Jim, I want you to talk. I'm sorry, I, I keep ranting. Just just go ahead. No, and, no, no, man. It, I've been sitting back because this is, this is fun to listen to. But <laughs> just, just to put a bow on it, you know, and I'll, I'll clean this up as best I can. Okay. Andrew Heaney had, had an interview in it uh, done, and basically the, the, the gist of what came out of it was he said, I hope they feel like the word that rhymes with Hall of Fame third baseman Mike Schmidt. And so... <laughs> Yeah, and I think if we learned anything from this press conference today is they don't. I mean, they, they got a World Series title. I mean, you find what owner in baseball or in sports in general that wouldn't pay $5 million, which is essentially what the fine was, $5 million for a world championship. Yeah, and, and it's like, okay, that's all it's going to cost me to uh, lose a couple draft picks and uh, pay them $5 million? I'm going to cheat in the World Series. didn't cost the Astros anything. I feel so bad. For any Dodgers fans or any Yankees fans who had great-grandparents, who had older parents or, or whatever, who wanted to see their team win the World Series one last time before they passed away, and it was ripped away from them. I feel so bad for those people. It's, it's disgusting. The Houston Astros organization right now should be the most hated organization in the MLB. It is disgusting what happened. It is, it is an absolute shame. I would hate to be a Houston Astros fan right now. Yeah, and, and it really it gets more disgusting the further you dig into it because and I'm trying to remember exactly what the numbers were, but the Angels and only missed the postseason in twenty seventeen by I wanna say they were maybe six games back. So you go and you turn those those games around, maybe without the cheating the Angels win, let's give them six games. Yeah. They're in contention for for a wild card spot. Yeah. No, and, and it's like, you know, we know that the cheating had been going on at some point during the regular season, and it may have affected an Angels game. It may have affected an Athletics game that the Angels needed the, uh, the Houston Astros to lose and they needed the Athletics to win to push them up ahead in the standings or whatever. It's just we could go on for hours talking about the ramifications of, of what this cheating meant to the game of baseball. But, look, I'm tired of getting angry. I'm tired of thinking about it. If you're a Houston Astros fan, I, I, and if, and I, I, I wish you the best of luck. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so, Jim, today, last week, we or excuse me, earlier this week, I should say, we um, we predicted the NL, the entire NL. We did not leave. We did not include our awards. We're going to keep the same rule for this this episode as well. Next week, I'll well, well, Jim will join us hopefully, and uh, we will talk about our predictions for award season. Who's going to end up in the World Series? Who's going to end up in the playoffs? All that stuff. We'll talk about that next week. But this week. We're going to focus just on the American League and predicting the entire American League, who we think is going to win the divisions, who we think may be the World Series representative, all of that stuff right now. And Jim, we will start with the American League East, another division that consists of a cheater in the World Series. Man, you're just uh, continuously doubling down on this I'm whole throwing thing. I thought you fists. wanted to not be angry. I'm throwing fists, Jim. Everyone's catching hands. Who wants some? 
Oh, I'm going to pass on that. But uh, yeah, this this division is going to be competitive. Of course, uh, everything going on in Boston right now, you just kind of got to scratch your head. I mean, they, they send out Mookie Betts. I think after they realized how embarrassed they were and they retooled that package, you know, getting, uh, who was it? It was Gavin Lux and they, they not, got no, they, uh, uh, Verdugo they got, over from the Dodgers. Jim, they got, you a, know. they got Verdugo and they got Jeter Downs from the Dodgers as well Jeter as Connor, Downs, Connor not, not Lux. That was, that was a silly, I was testing you. I want to make sure you're paying attention. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, get, getting that deal, I thought they made out very good on that. Of course, they get to shed half of that contract that was given to David Price. So, gives a little more wiggle room, and then you've got uh, former Angel Ron Renicky coming in mm-hmm. to uh, announce as the new manager. I like Boston, but that Mookie Betts is one of the I don't I don't like to, to tier rank them, but I, I feel pretty confident saying he is a top five player in Major League Baseball right now. Yes, And uh, some will have him up near the top of that top five, so it, it, of course you've got to fill that spot, and I think that's going to be hard to do, but I don't see anybody in this division right now on paper competing with what the Yankees have going on. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, the Yankees are definitely the front runner of this division. Adding Garrett Cole to an already stacked team uh, helps them out a lot. Unfortunately, they did lose Didi Gregoriets to the Phillies, but I feel like with how deep the Yankees are, it's really not that big a deal. Um, personally, um, I definitely also have the Yankees up there, but I think the Rays could make a very strong push um, for uh, the, the division this year. They made some really great moves. They're able to pick up Manuel Margot in a recent trade. They got rid of Emilio Pagan, which will hurt their bullpen a little bit, but the addition of Manuel Margot is interesting to me. I like the addition of Hunter Renfro as well. Obviously, they were able to hang on in, in arbitration to Tyler Glass now, who they acquired in the in the uh, the trade with Chris Archer. They added, um, I'm going to get his name here in just a second. He They added uh, Yashimi, hang on, Yoshim, Yoshitomo uh, Satsugo, he's a first baseman, great power hitter out of Korea, I believe. I want to make sure I get that correct at least. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Japan. Great, I got it wrong. Anyway, uh, he's going to be a great addition to their their offense. Uh, they uh, they were able to bring back Mike Zunigo. They they had a lot of really solid small moves. Um, I like I said, I like the addition of Manuel Margot. They were able to get rid of. Uh, 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 Tommy Pham, who and I'm a little indifferent on that move. I actually really thought Tommy Pham fit well with the team, but I think him going to I San love Diego. Tommy Pham. Oh, me too. Tommy Pham's great, uh, and him in San Diego is is perfect for the Padres. Had they gotten Mookie Betts, I think the, the Padres would have easily been the uh, number one contender for the postseason. But uh, uh, I love the additions that the the Rays have made. I'm excited to see what this young team can do. They're constantly building. They're definitely not better than the Yankees right now. I think the Rays might find themselves in a wild card spot. The Blue Jays are another team that I really, really like. I love their young core of Bo Batache, of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Kevin Biggio. They've got, uh, they added Hunjin Ryu, which I really love. It's going to bolster their front rotation. They got rid of Marcus Stroman last year. The Blue Jays and the Rays, I think, are going to be the future of this division. I think the money is going to get to the Yankees at some point, and they're going to have to start rebuilding and start getting rid of some guys. But for now, the Yankees are at number one. But don't be shocked that the Blue Jays and Rays make a nice run at the division. Yeah, especially with how young that core is in Toronto, and they're already playing at all-star caliber level. Right, and it's there, and they're just getting better. They've got a great minor league system. It's relatively deep. Uh, like I said, the, and same thing with the Rays. The Blue Jays and the Rays, and I know the Yankees have a pretty solid minor league team as well. Uh, not as deep as those two, but still pretty good enough to keep contending. Uh, but, uh, I mean, 
you look at this division, it's going to be the young guys versus the the big money spenders. It's going to be the Yankees, then the Rays, the Blue Jays. The Red Sox still put together a competitive team. they still got J.D. Martinez. Losing Mookie Betts is huge. Uh, I think Jeter Downs is definitely the future of that infield. He's going to take over right when Dustin Pedroia retires. Uh, Jeter Downs is going to be an all-star. I love that addition for the Red Sox. Alex Verdugo, same thing. If he can stay healthy, he is also really, really good. Connor Wong, I think, is going to be more middle-tier guy. Uh, might you know he'll find some some years up in the major leagues. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I think he'll be solid. Maybe you know maybe like an AJ Ellis kind of thing. He'll find a a, a a spot in an all-star team later down in his career. But uh, I don't think the Red Sox are better than the Yankees or the Rays. Maybe a little better than the Blue Jays because of how young the Blue Jays are, but. They're not better than the Rays, and I, I'd strongly put the Red Sox at the bottom of, of this division, and the Orioles are still about 40 years from contending again. Let's just take a moment of silence to uh, remember that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. should have been an angel, but isn't because Jerry DePoto uh, decided to not fight him. We're going to take that moment of silence right now. Thank you. I just can't. It hurts too much. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jim. How about the uh, – so that's it's rounding out the rest of your division. Who else do you have kind of coming out to the end? Yeah, you know, I think we're pretty uniform. But, yeah, I got the, I got the Yankees. I got Tampa. Um, I'm going to go ahead and flip-flop Toronto and Boston. Okay. So I have Boston finishing fourth. And Baltimore, just – I don't know what they need. They need a whole lot. They need an entire new organization, and they need the, somebody to hit the fast-forward button so they can get some of their top prospects uh, up to the majors. I, I feel bad for the Orioles. I, I like a few of the Orioles players. I'm obviously a huge fan of Cal Ripken Jr., even though he doesn't play there anymore, obviously. But, uh, yeah, they are, they are a long time away from, from contending. Another division that uh, can really be decided by anybody, for the most part, uh, is the American League Central, won last year by the Twins, uh, who added Josh Donaldson this year. You and I were talking a little bit off-air about his addition. Um, I think we both kind of agree the Twins are going to be the top of the top in this division. Am I correct in that assumption? Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty pretty safe to say. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, the addition of Josh Donaldson, obviously Byron Buxton is going to be potentially, if he can, if he really can continue the way that he's going, uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's probably an MVP candidate every year. The guy is usually putting up pretty solid numbers for the Twins. Uh, the Tigers are still significantly rebuilding uh, the... Oh, man, the the Indians. I'm not even sure with the Indians. The Indians had this division wrapped up for the future, and then all of a sudden they just fell apart. I don't know what happened with the Cleveland Indians. They were talking about moving Francisco Lindor. They were talking about they moved Trevor Bauer. They were talking about moving Carlos Carrasco. They talked about moving Danny Danny, um, Salazar. There's a few guys. They were talking about unloading for no reason, a team that had – just been in the World Series not too long ago and was a constant playoff com- uh, contender. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, let's hit the rebuild button. It's kind of like, reminds me a lot of what the Royals did. The Royals won the World Series in 2015. After that, nothing. Yeah, they really were like one of the most ho-hum teams in baseball last year. And yeah. We're talking about a 93-win team. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Minnesota, or the, the Indians, excuse me, are just, they're, they're probably one of the biggest question marks I have in terms of uh, of the AL Central and just like in terms of what the hell are they doing, you know? And like I said, the Royals were in the same spot where they won the World Series and then all of a sudden they just started unloading every player they had. 
rebuilding for some reason. And I mean, the Royals, they that quote unquote rebuild has not been successful for them. Now, the Indians have made some good moves that I really do like. I love the addition of Jake Bowers. I think he's a great sort of franchise piece to build around. Um, but I mean, you have a you have a, a group of guys who are really good and they're really talented. And this team is again constantly in the playoffs. And I just don't understand how they don't win this division every year. So I've got the Twins, then the Indians, and I think the White Sox are going to make a huge jump this year uh, and possibly even surpass the Indians. The White Sox could be a wild card team, in my opinion. Yeah, I have the White Sox finishing second in the division with a wild card berth. Yeah, I mean, the additions of uh, Yasmani Grandal is going to significantly help them a lot. Um, uh, obviously, they've still got Eloy Jimenez. They've still got a, a bunch of... Uh, of great talent uh, coming up, Dylan Cease, uh, pitcher, uh, uh, Lucas Giolito. I still, I think, is still with the team. Uh, a team that maybe is a few years away from from really contending, but some of the offseason moves they made, I, I really like. Yeah, they they're really. Uh, this has been a very long rebuild for them as well. Yeah, but. It's finally just finally starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel for the White Sox. Yeah, you really are. I mean, the addition of Steve Chisick is going to add a little bit more depth to their their rotation. Same thing with you know bringing back Alex Colom, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. I mean, him and you got him and and Jose Abreu on the same team. Dallas Keuchel, I love the addition of Gio uh, Gio Gonzalez. I also really like. Uh, they have made some some really significant moves you know the addition of of uh uh nomar mazara from the the rangers is going to help them out in the oh, outfield i love that move i mean they've done they've almost done exactly what they need to do to start making a strong push in, to win this division in my opinion they're getting michael kopich back next season which oh my god uh, he's going to be phenomenal when he's healthy the white Sox right now i think can win this division if they can stay healthy and continue to produce from their younger talent, Tim Anderson is well coming back this year after a phenomenal uh, season last year. The White Sox right now, I think, are the biggest. They are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, and a lot of people, I think, are, are not paying attention to them. Yeah, if I'm buying stock, I'm buying it in the White Sox. Yeah. No, I, I, me too. I mean, just, just the addition of – just the fact they still have Eloy Jimenez, Yohan Moncada. This team is full of just – Really, really good talent, and then you add in Edwin Encarnacion. That locks up their DH spot, and it's just like any day this team could crush five home runs in a, in a day, and maybe even plus one hundred and ten uh, on the season. So now, Jim, let's move to our favorite division, the AL West. Last year, won by the Houston Asterix, and this season, we'll see who wins it. Who you got winning the division this year, Jim? I have the Houston Astros still at the top of the division. Look, we can talk about the cheating scandal. We can talk about everything. But bottom line is they still have one hell of a team there, cheating or not. I mean, let's let's not act like all these players got to where they were solely based on their skills at cheating. I mean, Jose Altuve is still a perennial all-star, a perennial MVP candidate every year. You still got Justin Verlander, who is – arguably the top tier pitcher in this game right now. And they're, they're still loaded. They still got some, some deep stuff there. Now, if this cloud hangs over them, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond with a new manager without, with, with the constant struggles on the road of having to hear the boos and everything. Right. 
But we're also looking at a situation where internally with that team, that's something that they could rally around and, you know, come back with a vengeance. I don't think we've seen the last Houston Astros. I don't think losing their GM and losing their manager is enough to hold down the pure talent on that roster. Look, I hate to say it too, but I also have the Astros at the top. I think Dusty Baker is the perfect guy to bring in to sort of steer the ship. He's a very friendly face. He's well-respected around the league. The guy is a, a phenomenal manager who just has not gotten the opportunity to play to manage in a World Series yet. Uh, and I think that, I guess, his best opportunity would probably come with the Houston Astros if they decide to stop cheating, which they have. Um, but I'll say this. I think the Houston Astros don't deserve to play the underdog. I don't think they deserve to play the, oh, well, this was the old Astros, but this is the new Astros. We're, we're playing it fair now, and we're really good. Or, or even to sort of put together some sort of pity party of like, oh, you know, everybody's just so mean to us, and we're just trying our best. And I feel sorry for nobody on the Astros at all. Um, they are a very, very talented squad. I'm not going to at all deny that. Outside of, of whatever happened in 2017, Alex Bregman is still a solid hitter. Jose Altuve is still a solid hitter. Carlos Correa, George Springer, they've, they're loaded with talent. Jordan uh, Alvarez, who they acquired from the Dodgers for Josh Fields a couple uh, about three or four years ago, he is an absolute monster. He's going to have a phenomenal year this year with the Strohs in right field. They have, or first base, I don't know what position he plays, but... I'm curious what the loss of Garrett Cole is going to do to this team. I know they still have Justin Verlander, but how much more gas in the tank does Verlander have? Lance McCullers, I know, is still there, who I really, really like. They've, they've, they've got some pieces there. You know, they're still a solid team, and they're definitely still the front runners of this division. I think the Angels are going to start nipping at their heels a little bit, personally, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, the Astros are probably still the best team in this division. Yeah, and let's let's remember that this is a team that finished second in all of Major League Baseball last year yeah, with runs allowed. You know, it was at uh, as soon as I find my notes here, it is they allowed six hundred and forty, which was the second lowest. Uh, Phil, can you guess who number one was? Uh, was it the Dodgers? It was the Los Angeles Dodgers because, of course, it had to be. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Now, all roads seem to connect these two teams together forever. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like two rivals. They're always going to meet each other. Just, you know, one's going to cheat. Yeah, really. Uh, and and it, we know which team that was. Um, but anyway, uh, Jim, what does the rest of the division look like for you? Uh, for me, I see I've got Houston finishing first. I have the Oakland Athletics. I, I love everything they have going on there. A lot of people said last year they were a surprise team, but if you were paying attention to what they did going 2017 and 2018, you saw the foundation get laid for what we saw last season. I don't see any reason for that changing. So I got them finishing at number two. I have Texas and the Angels flip-flopping with the Angels just barely missing out on a wild-card berth, getting beaten out by Oakland mm -hmm. uh, at, at the second wild-card spot. Texas finishing fourth with Seattle and whatever Jerry DiPolo is doing over there, just continue doing what you're doing because it's not working and it works for us. Yeah, uh, the Mariners are also, much like the Orioles, a few years away from even sniffing the playoffs or even sniffing a wild card or a third-place finish. And it's a shame because, uh, I don't know, it's not called Safeco Field anymore, but I've heard that their stadium is gorgeous. Oh, it, it, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I, I have, for the rest of my division, I actually have the Angels at number two. I think a lot of their offseason moves, the addition of Anthony Rendon, uh, the 
Yeah, I mean, I would have said, been a little more confident in the addition of Jock Peterson, but of course that that obviously did not go through. Um, but but either Thanks, way, Marty Moreno. Yeah, really. But but either way, this team is still stacked with a lot of great talent. I think they have added some starting pitching pieces, and there's still time to trade for a guy uh, to help out to help sort of round out this rotation. But Julio Tehran and Dylan Bundy are going to give you innings, and they're going to take a lot of the stress away from the bullpen. I think Otani's going to come back healthy and pitch well and hit well. Uh, at the very least, he'll hit well, which is good for the team. Albert Pujols is going to give you whatever he's going to give you. He's a thousand years old, but he's still out there playing well. Uh, Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. The addition of Joe Adele soon will will be exciting for Angels fans. Cannot wait to see him out in right field. Uh, this team has got a lot of talent. They still need a starting pitcher, in my opinion. They still need another ace, uh, and that still can happen. Uh, so I've got the Angels at number two. I think they're a little bit better than the the A's. I think the A's didn't do much this offseason. They lost Blake Trinan, one of their best relievers. They didn't really add anybody significant, in, at least the, that I can remember. Uh, so I've got the A's at three, close a close three with the Angels. Four is the Rangers. I think the Rangers, the addition of Corey Kluber is going to be phenomenal for their rotation. Him and Lance Lynn, if they both can recapture, of course, Kluber, if he can recapture his 2018 season where he won, where he had 20 wins, and Lynn can continue his great pitching from last year into this season. I think the Rangers will have a really good starting pitching. I love Joey Gallo. I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. Uh, there's a lot of good pieces for the Rangers, but I just don't think they're complete enough to make a good run at the division. Uh, and then I, I've, I guess I got the Mariners at the bottom. You know, they're they're whatever. Yeah, and uh, you know, some news that we found out today, which I think is uh, worth mentioning. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Fletcher tweeted out: uh, Angels reliever Justin Anderson has a grade two left oblique strain, so he's actually going to be starting out the season on the injured list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roughly missing about four to six weeks, so that's that remains big. But for, in terms of the Angels, the big question mark for me is which Noe Ramirez are we going to see this year? Is it going to be the one with lights out stuff, or is it going to be the one that needs to have his lights turned out? Because he's he's so wishy washy. And Ty Buttery returning, I think, is something big. I think he was overused last year, and that really hurt him. Ty, uh, Dylan Bundy coming in, solid addition for the Halos, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I'm a lot higher on, on Dylan Bundy than a lot of people are. I think Mickey Calloway is going to get with him and get things going. Griffin Canning returning for a true full season that mm-hmm. he, he was kind of rushed into last year, people forget. Uh, Andrew Heaney is going to be coming back. I, I like a lot of the additions they have, but I, 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 like you said, they're, they're missing one thing. Yeah, and and to me they're 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 still missing that ace. I mean, and I agree. You know, Dylan Peters will get an opportunity. Griffin Canning, like you mentioned, we saw an early picture of a very thin Jaime Barrera. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, this team has got a lot of potential. You know, I personally, I don't really think Hansel Robles is the answer at closer. Maybe adding another relief uh, a piece like a Brad Hand could really give some more uh, veteran presence to the to the bullpen and maybe a little more stability as well to kind of get more of a reliable guy. Um, or, or not, or and also uh, a starting pitcher. That that to me is is still what's missing. I'm not really too worried about right field right now because I know I've got Joe Adele coming up soon. Uh, obviously, the addition of Jock Peterson would have really helped, and the additions of Ross Stripling would have also been nice. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, the the uh, Halos can make some sort of some sort of move uh, before the start of the season. But uh, other than that, I, I've, I've still, I'm still very high on the Angels. Obviously, I host an Angels podcast, so I'm a little biased. But uh, I'm feeling confident that the Angels can solidify a strong spot 
in number two or maybe number three at the very least in the AL West. Uh, and I mean, time will tell. We'll see what happens. Look, this is the only stat that Angel fans need to hear, and that's going off the Picada projection for Mike Trout. Now, if you're not familiar with that, uh, Picada stands for the Player Empirical Comparison and Optimization Test Algorithm. So basically it's a system that ranks a player's past performance and ties it to projection and finds the most likely outcome. So Mike Trout's top one percentile Picada projection for his worst possible projected season. Yeah. Is batting two thirty four mm-hmm. with thirty five home runs, ninety six RBIs, and ninety two walks. I'll take that. Are you kidding me, man? I mean, that is that is a season that some hitters dream for. Again, that is his one percentile worst possible projection according to the Picada scale. He's still an all star at that is, point. That's he's damn near still in the MVP candidacy yeah, that's there. I, I, w- I play MLB The Show a lot, as you do as well, Jim, and uh, I was doing a, a franchise, and I was curious what Mike Trout's stats were, and I went a little further in, a couple years in, and Mike Trout was still crushing 30 home runs at the age of, like, I don't know, 34, 35. It was insane. He had, like, almost 500 home runs career-wise at the time on MLB The Show. The guy's a monster, and he really is an incredible talent. You know, growing up playing playing – you know, sporting games. Uh, when I was younger, I would always, you know, go in and edit my players and turn all their stats up to 100. And mm-hmm. I stopped doing that the older I got. But my child is the one player I don't have a problem doing that because I still think that he is somehow underrated. Yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, he, the guy has, has constantly been an MVP candidate for years in, in the AL. And, and if they had an MLB overall MVP, he would have definitely won that. He's put up Barry Bonds-like numbers when Bonds was in his prime. Mike Trout's still, what, like 28, if that? 29? Yeah, and he and he got that fat contract last season. He ain't going nowhere. The guy is going to stay an angel as God intended. He's going to continue to hit well. He's going to continue to be a constant all-star. He's an absolute monster. He is the best baseball player, uh, at least position player, in the MLB completely. Jim, who do you have? Uh, I, I feel I feel safe saying he's the best ball player I have personally ever seen. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm on top of that too because I have I have now seen him play uh, live um, as for my, the first time uh, with you recently when we went to the Tigers game and watched them lose to the last place Detroit Tigers. But anyway, uh, Jim, who do you have representing the AL in the World Series? Uh, it, it's I want to I want to say the Astros. But I'm not going to because I actually see the Minnesota Twins making it. Wow, I didn't honestly think. Yeah, you, were you know, go with that I, I, you know what? It's it's not even an off the wall thing. When you home runs aren't everything, right. but they they led the league last year, and then they add a Josh Donaldson, they get some solid addition. I think that they've got a more than adequate farm system to where they can make a a trade deadline acquisition to get. Uh, somebody to help with the front end of that rotation. I I think the Minnesota Twins are uh, should not be slept on. I'm going to stick with the Yankees. I think they're the safest pick. I think lineup-wise and rotation-wise, they match up the best with the Dodgers and Mookie Betts uh, in, in the NL. Um, I think they're the best team in the AL. Um, I, I, I can't confidently put the Astros there. I think the loss of Garrett Cole might take a toll on them. I know they have Verlander and Granke and McCullers, and they do have a nice rotation, but those are some older guys. Um, I just think the Yankees are just built better. I think it'll be Yankees-Astros again in the ALCS, unfortunately. 
Um, but I, I think this time the Yankees show up in the World Series. So with that, Jim, let's let's do this. Let's let's have a fun fun thing to to kind of round out the rest of this episode. We I ranted, I cursed something I don't usually do on this show. Uh, it's been a it's been a rough day. It's been a rough uh, week. So I want to end out with something a little more positive, Jim. I like fun. Me too. Uh, what is if you were to show your kids a baseball movie? What baseball movie would you show them first? Well, first I'd go. I have kids, <laughs> and then uh, if I'm plopping in a uh, DVD for them to watch, oh. I want to say basketball, but I, I feel like I have to be a responsible adult. Yeah, a little so, bit. So, um, I would go with Moneyball. Okay. Why is that? Now, because uh, you know what? I think Moneyball teaches us the best lesson that can be learned in sports, and that's at the end of the movie, Brad Pitt loses and the Angels win the World Series. <laughs> It's always good when the Angels win the World Series. Uh, that's probably why a lot of people really love Angels in the Outfield. I think they, they win the World Series at the end of that movie, right? Yes, but if, if we're being serious, it, it's, it's the rookie. I'm a huge Dennis Quaid fan, and that's still one of my favorite movies overall. My choice, when I'm thinking about a movie that I'm going to have to sit and watch with my kids, I don't want some cheesy movie. Uh, I, I don't want something that's going to be really kid-friendly. <laughs> Uh, I want something that's got a little something for me. So I'm going to pick The Sandlot. I think The Sandlot is the perfect blend of kid humor, adult humor. It's an entertaining movie. It's really funny. It's a great – it makes you feel – makes you kind of go back to your childhood playing backyard baseball, you know, playing with a wiffle ball or maybe playing stickball, depending on where you're from. Uh, it's it's just a good, feel-good movie. It's, it's fantastic. I, I love The Sandlot. Um, yeah, I'll let you say that because I, I don't like the Sandlot. So. We could have an entire show debating that, but we don't have the time. So, Jim? I think we have in the past before, to be honest. I think we have, too. Uh, and we'll talk about that some other time. But uh, maybe next episode. So next week, we will t- go full prediction mode. NLAL, who's going to win the Rookie of the Year, the Cy Young? Who's going to make it in the playoffs? Who's going to win the World Series? The entire MLB Landscape will be predicted next week, so you're going to want to stick around for that one. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us online at bleav.com. That's believe.com. Uh, the network's podca- or, excuse me, the network's social media is at Believe Podcast. Jim, where can people find you? Uh, everywhere across social media at Sir James Radio. Sir James Radio, go connect with Jim. Talk to him. He's a big Angels fan, biggest Angels fan I know. Uh, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at BLEAV.com. My social media at intern underscore Phil on Twitter. Tweet at me, yell at me. It's all good. Follow me. I appreciate it. Uh, we got a bunch of great shows on this network for everybody that cover multiple topics. So if you can't find something, uh, I bet, well, if you aren't sure what podcast you want to listen to, I bet you could find something. Like I said, we cover everything. So there is a show out there for everyone. Just go and take a look. Jim, thank you very much for coming on. I look forward to our conversation next week when we predict the entire landscape of the MLB. Yeah, you know, uh, thanks for having me on. And everybody, go go leave a five-star review for, for this podcast because if you don't think listening to Phil rant and rave the entire 10-minute opening segment isn't worth five stars, then damn it, I don't know what is. Let's hope it doesn't get me fired. So maybe we'll see you next week. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.